I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What happens to those who are evil to the core after death? Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where this week it's all on the ghosts of famous murderers. Throughout history, there have been many notorious killers who have left their mark on the world. Some have been caught and punished for their crimes, whilst others have escaped justice and remain a mystery. Regardless of their fate, it seems that some of these murderers have left an imprint in the world that extends beyond their physical lives. One of the most famous examples of a ghostly murderer is none other than Jack the Ripper. As I know very well from my research for the Ghost Hunter Chronicle books, this notorious killer terrorised the streets of Whitechapel, London, in the late 19th century, leaving a terrifying trail of blood and fear in their wake. The true identity of Jack the Ripper still remains a mystery after all these years. Many people have reported seeing his ghost wandering the streets of Whitechapel, still searching for his next victim. Witnesses have reported seeing his ghostly figure roaming the streets of Whitechapel, sometimes holding a bloody knife or a woman's severed head. So here are a few of the sightings from Whitechapel. In the cellar of the White Hart pub on Whitechapel High Street, it is said that a medium once sensed the presence of a man who had had a lot of hatred against women in him. The name George was picked up by the medium. That George is said to be George Chapman, whose real name was Severin Kloswoski. He was a barber in the cellar of the White Hart pub in the 1890s and became famous for poisoning three of his wives. Some believe that he might have been the Ripper, and the pub itself is close to the former George Yard buildings where Martha Tabram was murdered, though not believed to have been murdered by the Ripper. So, could this be where the ghost of the Ripper resides now? It's also said that on New Year's Eve, you can see the Ripper plunge into the Thames. If you stand on Westminster Bridge on the 31st of December and look eastwards as it begins to turn midnight, a shadowy figure will appear on the parapet and leap into the murky waters of the Thames. Legend says that this is the Ripper as he was said to have killed himself on this date by plummeting into the water. And it's not just Jack that's sighted. His victims are often seen roaming the streets with deaths that are so traumatic it's understandable why they continue to roam the earth. 
the ghost of Annie Chapman, the second victim, seems to be the most active of them all. She's seen in various spots in and around Hanbury Street, where she was killed on the 8th of September 1888. In the 20th century, Mr Chapman, not related to Annie, but shares the same surname, lived at 29 Hanbury Street, where the murder took place. On a few occasions, spread over the number of years where he lived, there he saw a man and a woman disappearing along the passageway, and it was always the same pair. He said these apparitions would usually happen in the early hours of the morning during the autumn months, which would coincide with the time of her death. And this isn't the only victim that has been cited. On the 30th of September, the Ripper committed a double murder. The first woman was Elizabeth Stride and the second, Catherine Eddowes. Elizabeth was not mutilated as the murderer was most likely disturbed when committing the crime, which is why many believe this is the reason a second murder took place. Liz was killed in Burner Street in Whitechapel and seemed to have struggled with the murderer. It is said in the months that followed, her screams could be heard in Burner Street. Perhaps she's trying to be heard as nobody heard her screams the night she was murdered. And now I just want to chat to somebody who knows an awful lot about um, Jack the Ripper, um, is my husband, Professor Carl Beatty, who is in fact a criminologist. The whole thing about the Jack the Ripper thing is I'm more believing that after the research that, that's been done, not just by myself, by lots of uh, other people, and, and it's one of the most um, investigated cases in history, but I don't think it was a Jack the Ripper. I think there were Jack the Rippers. I think there were multiple um, murderers because there's a lot of being made to fit here. They say that one victim wasn't exactly the same MO as the next victim, but they want to put those five that we all know of into one... This is what Jack the Ripper did, mm. instead of five people killing five women. Now, you've got to remember, in the 1880s, late 1880s, that the East End of London was a lawless place. It was... Uh, women were getting murdered all the time. It was a constant thing. And in, in between the 3rd of April, 1888, and the 13th of February... 1891, there were at least 11 murders that the police put in as the Whitechapel murders. Right. So there's 11 people that uh, across, they weren't one person, they were lots of different people. You know, there's one that we all know, you know, uh, Mary Nichols, Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes and uh, Mary Kelly, because they're the ones we keep reading about. There's more, there's photographs, there's mm. drawings and all of that. But you've got people like um, Martha Tabram, who was murdered in George's Yard in Whitechapel. And she suffered 39 stab wounds to her throat, lungs, heart, liver, spleen, stomach, abdomen, and also um, wounds were afflicted on her breasts and um, her genitalia. So this had all of the, the MO of one of the previous, certainly the last, the Mary Kelly murder, uh, that they've attributed to Jack the Ripper, but she's not attached to it. And I think... In 1888, the police were under so much stress to try and get these murders solved. So isn't it easier to have five people or potentially 11 people murdered by one person that they let get away rather than five separate murders or 11 separate murders, depending on what you believe, for 11 people to get away? Mm. So you tie them up into one thing. So, And I know you get, you, we, I, I think you, you mentioned before that there's a, a, a psychic popped into a Yes, a, he a mentioned pub. George, didn't he? She, and, he. 
Well, that that's been that's obviously you know, a, a potentially a bad day for the psychic because the um, that's kind of been proven that he was nowhere near, couldn't have done it. So so that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And as we know, some psychics can go and get carried away with fancy in in certain areas. And and it's I'm not saying they're not psychic. It's just that you get carried away with yeah. the area yeah. and where you are and what you're trying to do. I just personally believe that yes, the ghost of Jack the Ripper. Is around, yeah, I believe it is because I believe that it's an energy, but I think there are more than one Jack the Rippers. So I think that the ghosts of the murderers uh, the, uh, of these victims, I think they do haunt the East End, as do some of the victims. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I have my own thoughts and beliefs on why um, negative energies like murderers are still roaming you know, around the earth plane, why they they won't move on. And I I think I know what your theory is. I think it might be similar to mine. Go on, tell me what yours is. Well, um, it's basically because they're they're too frightened to move move on. But haven't we had that in investigations where you've done, we've done this where we try to get people to move on, but they're too scared because of what they do. And you've got to think of, if you're talking of, you know, people in the, the, well, really pre-First World War, People weren't as, I wouldn't say enlightened because that's the wrong word to use, but they they, they didn't question religion. They didn't question what they were taught. Mm. They, certainly in the Victorian period, if you were good, you went to heaven. If you were bad, you went to hell. And people were scared, lifeless into going to hell. I yeah. mean, it was this, you know, being poked for eternity yes. with a hot, a hot iron. So some of these spirits that are still caught in that, they've done something wrong. And some of them, these are the ones I find the saddest, is when you have... Uh, a, a girl who was um, somebody who forced themselves upon her, usually the lord of the manor or oh. whoever or the son, um, they became pregnant and they were demonised. They would, you know, we've had it in the past where they've yes. sadly committed suicide because they become pregnant because yeah. of the shame, as it were, then. That's right. They took the blame on themselves when the blame wasn't theirs. It was the the, the perpetrator. But they still wonder because they still feel they're going to hell because it was forced on them by by human beings, not religion, by humans to make them think that they were the worst mm. kind of thing ever. Um, and it's only when they move across they realise that's wrong. Yes, yeah. and I and I and I think even today, you know, these murderers, the the, the people that 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 go out and shoot other people, you know, innocent children that are being killed. I still think that the people that have done the murder, I still think, even though they might not be religious, there is still that fear in the back of their minds, in the back of their souls, whatever. And I think they cling on <laughs> with everything that they have to stay because they're, oh, my God, what if it's true? What if we do go to hell? I think Yeah, you're right. I mean, because it is always the unknown. Even yeah. if people, even the, the, people think sort of atheists have no belief. Atheists do have the belief. If their belief is atheism. Mm. Their belief is there's nothing there. But even so, they all love. And you can't see that. You can't, you can't touch love. You can't see it as an entity, as a thing, as a, as a power. But you can feel it. Mm. And I think that the problem is with... Uh, and we've said this, I know this is a kind of different thing, but we talk about religion. It's There isn't anything wrong with religion. The wrong is the people. People make religions into a fearful thing. Mm. They People follow religions because of fear. Some, some of them do. And they make you feel wrong. They make you feel as if you're unworthy of life. The life that the very God that they tell you that they're you're praising gave you. And I think that that's the sadness of, you know, because people ask, why do you get so many um, you know, more spirits from the, the, the 1800s and 
prior mm. because they were scared. Mm. They, they, there's a, a lot of fear there because of what they were yeah. taught by human beings, not by religion, by humans. Mm that they would go to hell if they if they carried on mm. for what their deeds were. Really, going back to Jack the Ripper and murderers, um, like you said at the beginning, you think the ghost of, or ghosts, <laughs> of Jack the Rippers, plural, are still haunting London. And I think, um, it, I think you're right. I think that he or they are still, um, is a sort of, hanging around um, London. Maybe he can be seen sort of on, on the streets where they committed murders and some of the victims, perhaps, because victims want revenge. They want the... And also, uh, we've had it, haven't we? We've had victims of murders come through yeah. and they they are so still so sad, but they're also very frightened, but they want the truth to be told and they won't rest until the truth has been told, which I, I find absolutely fascinating and very, very sad. I find it strange when you, you get, when we've asked, do you still see the person that murdered you? Yes. And I say, yes, that must be a fearful thing for eternity to be frightened of the person that you know killed you and mm. they're still seeing you. Mm. But as you say, going back to Jack the Ripper, I think there are multiple killers. I think they are then. One thing to remember is because there's so many walks, I mean, you have to go to the East End of London and you've always got people wandering in top hats and tails doing a Jack the Ripper walk or That's whatever. That's right, yeah. And so how many of those are the ghosts of Jack the Ripper that people just accept? As tour guides. As tour guides. And it doesn't, yeah. remember, that's the garb of the time. Mm. So lots of people, lots of murderers, lots of victims, because don't get people who walk down there were mugged and murdered and all mm -hmm. of this kind of stuff. And so many murders happened down there. Who knows that they're just not so many down there. I mean, Jack Ripper's the most famous because of mm. he was never caught. Um, but there's so many others down there that constantly walk those dark streets and alleyways and through walls that didn't exist then, that do exist do now. now. And that must be the weirdest thing because people see so often where they see somebody and then they'll turn around and they've gone. But they can't work. It's either a dead end or it's an alleyway yeah. they couldn't have got to the end of at that particular yeah. time. So next time, if you ever visit London and you're in the Whitechapel area, just keep your eyes peeled. You never know. You could be walking right behind the ghost of Jack the Ripper. Now I'm getting the whole team in, you see. So we've just heard from Carl, and now I prodded our producer Molly to get out of her seat in the office and go to where Elizabeth Stride's body was found to see if she could capture anything. Hey, Yvette. So I'm here now on Enrique Street. This used to be Burner Street back at the time of Jack the Ripper. This was the site where the body of Elizabeth Stride was found on the 30th of September, 1888. It was at what was Duckfield's Yard, which was a narrow yard situated between a working men's club. Duckfield's Yard and Burner Street were demolished and turned into Enrique Street, where I'm standing, after housing was cleared to make a school. And I'm outside those gates now. She was last seen with a man described as being five foot seven inches tall with a small moustache and wearing dark overcoat, a felt deerstalk, a hat and dark clothing. But was this the Ripper? This was the night of the famous double murder, as I know we're talking about. thought that the killer was disturbed midway through his attack, which caused him to do a double murder. Now, it said Elizabeth screamed three times that night, so not a looker-by did catch that, but thought it was just a domestic dispute, so crossed the road and went about with his day. Little did he know that Elizabeth was murdered. 
The body was later found by a man called Lewis Deem Schultz, who saw her body lying on the ground. And it's said you can still hear those three screams in the middle of the night. So I'm here now, um, hoping that's what I'll capture. I can't seem to hear anything just yet, apart from general London noise. But we'll tune back in if we do whilst we're here. Um, Molly over and out. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week's story comes from Anthony, who shares his experience from shooting a short film in a disused school. I was shooting a scene for a short film I was working on with a friend of mine at a school that's no longer active. I know the groundskeeper, he gave us permission to film there. It was during the week and it was in the evening, so it was just us two, my iPhone, my tripod. We had some settings set for it to pick up motion and focus as we was to walk through the hallway doors. But as we're getting set for a take, you can hear a noise say, who are you? And then an orb moves across the screen, causing the phone to track left. Um, very strange. I didn't know nothing about this until I actually got home and then it was going, I was going through the editing process and I have actually EQ'd this sound just to clear out any muffling frequencies. And it's clear as day that you can hear someone say, who are you? And then move away. It's the strangest 
thing I've seen happen to me personally. Um, but yes, very, very strange indeed. Anthony, thanks so much for your voice note. And yes, I've had a look and a listen to the clip. And there does seem to be a voice as an orb comes into shot. Of course, there could be a logical explanation for the light anomaly, but the voice is definitely there. And it's a great catch and wonderful. I think I watched it quite a few times and listened very carefully. I wonder who the voice belongs to. Uh, I think it's a woman because it sounds like a woman's voice to me. Also, has there been any deaths on the premises or on the land? Of course, we never truly know what happened on the land before the property was built. So the voice could really belong to anybody. Well, anyone that's not alive. Now, if you manage to capture any other strange phenomenon, Anthony, please don't hesitate to send it in to me. I absolutely love it. Thank you very much. Now... Another famous ghostly murderer is Lizzie Borden, who was accused and acquitted of killing her father and stepmother with an axe in 1892. While she was never found guilty in a court of law, many people believe that she was responsible for the gruesome murders. It seems that Lizzie's ghost continues to haunt the house where the killings took place. Visitors to the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast have reported seeing strange apparitions, reflections in photographs and hearing mysterious noises in the rooms across the house when the murders occurred. But it's not just the ghosts of murderers themselves, as we have learned. In the case of John Wayne Gacy, the notorious serial killer who's responsible for the deaths of 33 young men and boys in the 1970s, people still believe that the ghosts of his victims still haunt the area where he buried the bodies. Reports of strange noises and unexplained phenomena have been reported at the site, suggesting that the victims may still be seeking justice even after death. So why do the ghosts of murderers and their victims still be seen to roam the earth? There are many different beliefs as to why some of these entities refuse to leave the earth plane, but I think that the murderers are so scared of what awaits them, they refuse to move on. They cling to the darkness and negativity on the earth plane, some causing frightening paranormal activity, some possessing innocent people, enjoying the attention they're getting from the poor victims that they're terrorizing. Some people believe that these negative energies choose a body to possess and through that body cause death and destruction. Just think of all the evil people we've had on this planet. Could these people have been chosen at birth by negative entities to do their evil bidding. And what about the poor victims? Why is it that we see their ghosts moaning, wailing and haunting? Again, I think they can't move into the light because they're so engulfed with their tragic death. They can also be so enraged with anger at their demise that they stay on the earth plane wanting revenge of some kind. 
Some spirits stay earthbound, desperately trying to reveal the identity of their murderer. I mean, think about the uh, movie um, Ghost, starring Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze. I mean, that was interesting, wasn't it? Because the spirit was coming back to warn his his girlfriend um, that the murderer was still out there. So the victims want the living to know the truth of their death. Who did it? Where and why? Only when this information has been discovered that some of these poor spirits can then move on into the light. In most cases, the victim is more than happy to move into the light and never wants to return to the earth plane. They never, ever do. (laughs) Would you like to come back every time? No. They do get a message through to their loved ones that they are happy and for them, for their loved ones, not to be sad anymore and to get on with their lives. Now, this I've heard for myself many times. One particular relative of a murder victim needed our help. Now, his spirit came through. And he did confirm that he was indeed murdered, but that he didn't want his relatives to pursue his case in court. He had forgiven his murderer and was incredibly happy. He was in a blissful state and wanted his family to move on. Now, as you can imagine, this information was a shock, but it was also welcome news uh, to the family of the victim. And after receiving this message, they in fact didn't pursue his case any further. And now they are all at peace. So there you have it. The ghosts of famous murderers uh, and uh, sadly their victims. Whether it's the killers themselves or their victims seeking justice, it seems that the echoes of their crimes and their murders can still be felt in the world today. Is there a site that you think we need to cover on the podcast or have you or your paranormal group had an experience in a place we haven't yet spoken about? If you have and you want to be part of the show, then please get in touch with me and share your story. Here's the address. It's at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. We are on WhatsApp. And just like Anthony, who you heard before, I love hearing your voice. So please don't be shy. Here's the number 07599927537. We are on social media. We are on Twitter and on Instagram. The Instagram handle is at Paranormal Activity Pod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow, and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, uh, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week, stay safe, keep your eyes peeled, and report back to base if there's anything paranormal occurs. Remember, things aren't always as they seem.